0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Gentleman's Roundtable of Body Recomposition. I'm your host, Jeff Pakman, a.k.a. Juice Dad. (laughs) With with my co-hosts, Austin motherfucking Chan and the real Andrew Tate. AKA Andy Tate aka Coach Taters. AKA can't cancel me. AKA can't cancel me. AKA Red Beard with the red frames. Let's go.
1: Cheeky, it?
0: Alright, guys. So we are back for another episode. Uh Austin, you have been MIA down in uh down in socal saw you went to disneyland how was that man
2: it was it was awesome there i don't i don't think i've been to california for like over 10 years now and like even then when i went before i don't really remember much of it but like man the weather is just fucking awesome down there like i can see why a lot of people like want to live there
1: and oh, why, dude, so
2: why nice. there's yeah why there's such huge demand and why everything's so fucking expensive down there because it's, it's it's fucking awesome
0: it is awesome. The only not awesome part is the traffic and the cost of living, oh, yeah. right? I guess those are yep. two not awesome things. But <clears throat> honestly, man, that's where I grew up. SoCal always has a place in my heart. But I I would need to be in a whole other tax bracket to live down there. And your boy is too cheap for that shit. So that's why I don't live in a city. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I've got a British friend that lives down there. And he's obviously used to weather that we're kind of used to, you know, glum, rainy, gray, that kind of thing. And he said that when it rains, he lives in like, I don't know, near Pasadena somewhere. He says when it rains, his neighbors will go and stand out in the garden (laughs) and just be like, arms out. You know what I mean? Like, uh, what's the movie? Shawshank Redemption. You know, when he crawls out through the sewer and then stands there in the river and it's raining, and he's just got his arms out. Yeah. It's like, that's how like, little it rains there. They just like, love it going to stand out. Mm-hmm. That's what we do in the UK and in Canada when it, the sun's out, mate.
2: Yeah.
0: I, I'm, I'm lucky. I live in Oregon, which is like the only part of the Pacific Northwest. Where I live in central oregon which is the only part of the pacific northwest where we get over 300 days of sunshine here which is which is Mm -hmm. dope but it gets cold as hell over here bro like like it snows here and in the winter time it gets cold as hell here but we still get the sun which is nice so kind of a give and take we get like more snow than portland but we get more sunshine, less homeless people, less crime and uh, overall just grossness. Dude, I went to, me and Andy were in Portland. Uh, we, Me and Andy met up and Austin couldn't, Austin was with his family on vacation, but me and Andy actually met up in Portland and hung out for a week. And we've never actually met each other face to face. So it was pretty cool. And we just pretty much ate like assholes for an entire week. But we got in a lot of good lifting and a lot of laughter and smiles and sunshine and it was awesome. The weather was actually really good when we were up there. We went uh we went glow in the dark uh mini golfing. We went fucking midnight bowling, we went to the Japanese gardens, we went to uh the omzi the museum of science we did all the touristy shit in portland dude and uh it's amazing bro like just to be up there and be a total tourist because like i've lived in portland dude but i've never done any of those things and it's like it's cool to like go up there and just be a total tourist
1: (laughs) that's so funny yeah
0: yeah it was fun I, i had a blast i had a really good time obviously i had some like I had like sales calls and like my business to like maintain while I was up there. I wasn't planning on taking like the complete week off of work, but, uh, <clears throat> but I definitely chilled out. I didn't post as much content. I wasn't on my stories as much. I definitely was not in a deficit. So I was just enjoying the good food, some Korean barbecue. We had some voodoo donuts. Oh, do we, we ate at this all you can eat Korean barbecue spot super good dude amazing super good 35 i think it was like 30 30 bucks all you can eat protein and veg dude we got so much protein <laughs> uh, dude we just kept ordering more protein dude
1: to the table bro dude
2: that's all you got to do you got to get your money's worth
1: oh we did we got they money. fine you they basically fine you if you don't eat all your protein <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah yeah you leave extra food yeah because you're wasting food
1: there you go for anybody who's listening has
0: a hard time uh hard time gaining go eat korean barbecue because then you're literally you pay you pay for being a skinny bitch they charge you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) we had some good korean barbecue in uh in la too because uh they have like their own korea town oh my god
0: dude la has the best korean barbecue and korean food in general there's mm-hmm. a lot of Korean people down in LA, yeah. Koreatown and
2: Yeah. That was one of the cool things too. All the diversity down there, like just seeing people. I'm like, hey, you guys look like me and we speak like the same language. So
0: Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, man, that's dope. They're really good, really good Korean food and really good Mexican food. Those are like the two two of my favorite cuisines to eat down in LA super good dude
2: yeah there's like a lot of like cultural pockets down there too
0: there is yeah yeah it's it's actually really cool to see that and same thing with new york like those are my favorite those are my favorite parts of like going to new york in la is like just going to the cultural parts of like each town like when you go to like chinatown in like san francisco or you go to chinatown in la or chinatown in new york like they're completely different dude but you do not feel like you're in the u.s at all Mm -hmm. because it's like you will not see one white person barely anybody speaks any english and like the all the food is just Mm bussing like all of it is just delicious you just walk into a shop and you just like look at the picture and you're like three dollars you get this big ass bowl of like pork fried rice and it's Mm -hmm. just it's the best pork fried rice you've ever fucking had in your life you just sit there and eat it and you're the Vancouver. only one who speaks english
1: vancouver's pretty got, got a pretty good food scene as well
0: oh i bet you guys Especially. have quite a diverse like culture as well up there kind of kind of
1: yeah well, I, it's a got a lot, lot of asian culture. a lot of
0: asian people and um probably more natives as well right like you have the like native native mm-hmm. americans up there
1: Yeah, there's like First Nation, I guess they're called reserves. Mm -hmm. Um, That kind of thing. Yeah, there is more First Nations around. Um, And yeah, there's a lot of Asian. There's like, there's an area called Coquitlam, which has got a high population of um, Koreans. So there's a great Korean cuisine scene. Bloody hell, that was a bloody mouthful. You know what I mean? (laughs) Then where I am is Richmond, which is, I would say it's like 80%, maybe not quite that much, like Chinese population. So the Chinese food here is absolutely banging. Um, And then like some of the best sushi outside of Japan, I would say is here in Vancouver, if you head closer towards downtown, especially. Um, And then there's a lot of Vietnamese here and their food is banging as well. So yeah. Yeah. Really lucky in that regard.
0: I love uh banh mi, the uh, the Vietnamese oh, yeah. sandwiches. Oh my god, dude, those are so good.
1: Yeah, they're absolutely banging. Mm-hmm.
0: It's like fresh bread too. It's like they bake it, they bake it that day, and then whatever kind of meat. And usually it's like some sort of mayo or like spicy sauce, and then like cilantro and. Carrots, like pickled yeah. carrots, I think. Yeah.
2: They're pickled vegetables are just fucking good.
0: Pickled carrots and daikon radish, I believe, and mm-hmm. cilantro, and for some reason, dude, they found like this combination that just hits on a sandwich. It's not; it's super simple. it's are just like meat, some spicy sauce, and like a couple vegetables, and it just hits crazy.
1: Mm-hmm. It's great. Eats me East meets West, mate. You know, like yeah. Asian food's incredible, but everything tastes better in a sandwich. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> sandwich. <laughs>
0: everything tastes better
1: in a sandwich.
0: God damn it. We're just slapping on some white bread. <laughs>
1: oh, shit.
0: Love me some buttery white bread. All right, here we go. So, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about cardio and specifically, is cardio necessary? lose fat and so obviously you know here's the thing is if you're listening to this podcast we're going to break it down in like the most simple ways and then the more nuanced ways obviously the reason that people listen to a podcast is so that you can get some nuance on a particular topic so so let's get into it is cardio necessary to lose fat during a cutting phase if this was a real and I was making a short piece of content, like a 30 second piece of content, I would say from a technical perspective, cardio is not, necessarily, not necessary during a fat loss phase. However, because there's nuance to every conversation, if you don't provide nuance, people will chop your balls off in the comments. There is lots of reasons to be doing cardio. There's tons of reasons to be doing cardio. And does it make fat loss easier? Yes, it definitely can make fat loss easier. And it depends. It depends how much cardio you're doing. It depends. Would you rather eat a little bit more food and do a little bit more cardio? Because we all know we need to balance the calories in, calories out portion of the equation. Or would you rather eat a little bit less and do less cardio so it's kind of up to you what you decide but I'm always kind of of the perspective that the more cardio we do usually the better we're going to feel the healthier we're going to be and we can also maintain a better body composition while eating a little bit more food so we don't feel as restricted but I'm curious to know what your guys' thoughts are and personal experiences and how much cardio you guys actually do yourselves when you're in a fat loss phase. Um, and, and I'll share a little bit about my routine when I'm in a fat loss phase. But I'm, I'm curious to see um, what your guys' thoughts are on this. So, Andy, I know you're in a you're in a bit of a fat loss phase still right now. Um, what are your thoughts on this?
1: I could talk for a lot a long time on this so if you need to jump in just jump in <laughs> basically I used to think that the only way to lose weight or fat is to be doing cardio and the reason for that is I got chatting to this guy in the gym when I was at university and he was a relatively big guy relatively lean And we, I just got chatting, we were both lifting weights and he was just like, yeah, you know, if you want to build muscle, you'd go on this side of the gym. And if you want to lose weight, you need to be over there. And he pointed over to the treadmills. And it was at that point that I was like, okay, this guy's in better shape than me and my friends. So I'm going to take his advice. So for the rest of the next several months, my friends would go in the gym and lift weights. And I'd be like, right guys, I'll catch up with you in a bit. I'm going to go on the treadmill. And I just ran and ran and ran. And I did lose weight. But in hindsight, what I know now in comparison to what I I didn't know then is that the, the idea of the energy balance equation, which is you lose weight and you lose fat because you are in a calorie deficit. It's not because you're burning fat from doing cardio. That's not the reason. The reason is because you are eating less calories than you burn overall in a day, which is why doing cardio is not necessary to lose fat because you could still be moving around burning the number of calories that you would regularly burn without doing cardio and just eat less than that. And you will lose weight. You will lose body fat if that's the case. And so what I missed out on at that point in time is with all of my friends in the prime of our life at university, like 1920, you know, prime time for growing muscle, they're all growing muscle while I'm trying to lose lose weight so i missed out on that kind of muscle growth potential at that point um but i did lose some weight and it did help for sure because at that point i didn't need to focus on my diet but i didn't really know that i needed to coming forward to now and the thing is thinking about how much cardio you would need to do in order to see to rely on that to lose weight is going to be substantial let's say you're going to go on the treadmill for like 20 minutes or you're going out for a 20 minute run whatever it's going to be you're looking at burning like 150 to 200 calories probably maybe 250 It really depends on how heavy you are and you know how fast you're going or whatever but like 150 to 200 calories per day if you do that every day it's like it's going to be way easier and way more time effective for you to have just eaten 150 to 200 calories less.
0: That's like a cookie.
1: That's like one cookie. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's, that's where it's like it's much more time efficient to eat less calories than to do more cardio. What about hit cardio? Like, let's say, let's
0: say you could burn that 200 calories in 20 minutes
1: right so your question is like hit cardio high intensity interval training versus low intensity steady state cardio my
0: question is you're you're you are bringing up time being like what's more time efficient what if somebody is like yeah i'll work my ass off for like 20 30 minutes to earn that cookie so that i can stay in a deficit
1: is well, that that's... is that smart no okay that's no. my question
0: I was, <laughs> I was baiting you you didn't yeah. fall for it motherfucker but i almost got your ass
1: yeah sorry i wasn't sure if you were asking about the differences like in hit versus <laughs> lists, but yeah you trying to earn your food or trying to focus on burning your food is not the best mindset to be in like if if you're going to do cardio, do it for other reasons than to, lo- to burn calories, basically. When you're doing cardio, think of the benefits that you're going to be getting from doing cardiovascular work, because there is a lot of benefits to doing cardio. And I think that it has been underrated for a long time especially in people that lift weights powerlifting weightlifting bodybuilding i think that it is underrated in those communities and i think more people need to be doing it for a well-rounded health perspective but um it's not you shouldn't do cardio in my opinion to burn calories
0: now let's talk about the let's talk about the difference between somebody who is doing who is trying to do cardio, which is like specifically like going on a treadmill, going on an elliptical, like going, like doing some form of getting their heart rate up in order to burn calories versus somebody who is like doing steps. They're, they're just being more mindful of getting steps. And while they know that like, okay, I do more steps, I'm going to be healthy. They also know that the more steps I do, the more calories I'm going to burn and it is going to allow me to eat more food. So is doing steps, just getting your steps in, is that a viable tool that you will use with clients in order to control that calories in, calories out part of the equation to help them eat a little bit more food? Or speed up fat loss a little bit more?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. And the answer is kind of, yes, kind of. Because... Without without making it feel and sound that way, because again, going out for walks, there's many more benefits to going for a walk than to burn calories. And still, I th- still think the reason for going for a walk should be, you know, mental health benefits, some kind of cardiovascular health, you know, like you're still getting some kind of exercise there that is beneficial to you. And you're being more active, which does have that knock on effect of you don't do burn more calories, and it can make your fat loss journey easier. But the problem with that is, you can go down the rabbit hole of like, oh, I've gone over my calories today. So I'm just going to, you know, do more steps and more steps and more steps and you become reliant on the steps in order to maintain your deficit. And really, it's not the most sustainable approach. Because what happens if you aren't able to get your steps and you do have to rely on food to to manage your deficit or to maintain weight even after your deficit or if you're not if your goal isn't to lose weight maybe you can't just rely on activity to to maintain that you have to rely mostly on food in my opinion of course a balanced lifestyle is great but if something happens and you are God forbid, in an accident or you get injured, something like that. And you want to be able to maintain, you know, your your weight for health reasons and you can't go for your walk. It's going to send you down a deep rabbit hole of depression, probably because you're not going to be able to get out and get your steps when you're so used to relying on that as a means to maintain your health.
0: Mm. So you think that people should just get used to eating less food and less calories rather than relying on steps and cardio to maintain their body composition
1: yes but it does help that's the difficult thing because it does help there's nuance. i know it depends the
0: answer is it depends right it's it's not is it necessary no like i said earlier it's not necessary is it a tool in the toolbox for sure do we use it with our clients for sure do we know that our clients who are getting our steps in are probably also tracking their food more accurately also hitting their strength training workouts also getting better sleep also have improved mental health and cognitive functions yes there's so many also walking improves your uh your insulin response so your insulin sensitivity uh postprandial like after a meal it it also helps with insulin sensitivity and how your body Uh, processes blood sugar. So there's a lot of positive benefits to walking in general and doing cardio. Obviously, zone two cardio is like the healthiest form of cardio you can do. But walking is also just as healthy, if not healthier. Um, But it's, it's, it does help you maintain a body composition that you would like to maintain if you are active, it makes it easier. Like, Mm -hmm. let's be honest, it makes it easier to maintain a healthy body composition if you are active. This is why this is so this is such a it's such a tough rabbit hole to go down because we don't want to tell people to rely on cardio for fat loss. We don't want to tell people to earn their food. But then at the same time, the reason why people struggle with weight in their 30s and 40s and 50s when they had been lean all of their lives then all of a sudden they get to their 30s 40s and 50s and they have this this tire around their belly it's because when they were in their teens and 20s they were playing sports they were running around they were active they didn't drive around as much maybe they biked or skateboarded to school maybe you know what I mean they lived an active lifestyle and they had more energy now you're sitting at a desk Instead of playing football, you're watching the NFL. (laughs) Instead of playing basketball, you're watching the NBA. So why do you think your lifestyle has completely changed from someone who is active to someone who is sedentary? And when you look at these calorie calculators online and and you put in like, what is your activity level? Is uh, Is it a one, a two, a three or four? Like how many hours of activity are you doing per week? Just put your activity levels in at different levels on those calculators and you're going to get like 200 more calories for this, 200 more calories for this, 200 less for this. And so activity levels do matter when it comes to figuring out your maintenance calories and how much calories it requires to maintain your current weight. So somebody who who is the same size as me. And like, let's say my maintenance is 2,500 calories, but somebody who is the same size as me, who isn't as active, who doesn't train as hard as I do, doesn't get as many steps in as I do, doesn't play pickleball, doesn't go for runs, doesn't go for hikes, doesn't walk their dog. They have a mostly desk desk job. They're mostly sedentary. They have a really stressful lifestyle. After work, instead of going to the gym, they just post up on the couch on Netflix and DoorDash like they are going to have a substantially harder time maintaining a lean body composition and their maintenance calories may only be like 2000. This is at the same height and body weight as me. And my maintenance calories are like 2,800. So that's that I feel like is the differing factor is the
1: lifestyle that people Mm -hmm. live. Yeah. The lifestyle shift hundred percent. And, um, Like, take for example, someone, a female, five foot two, 120 pounds, skinny fat, maybe. Maybe they just want to lose a little bit of fat. For this type of person that is very petite already, you know, very lightweight, very petite, wants to lose a little bit of body fat, how can you tell them? not to you know maybe they're already moving around quite a bit already and their maintenance calories might be super low because they are they're pretty light they're pretty small small, person, person. yeah they're a small person and so this is where it's difficult to say like oh you can't tell someone to do a little bit more cardio in order to help them it's a it's a difficult one because for those kind of people it might be beneficial for them to do a little bit but i think i still think it's like how can you frame it as though you're getting more benefits from doing the cardio than thinking about it as a weight loss thing. it's
0: not it's not strictly for fat loss we're using it to move the needle in so many other directions towards your goals And so most people don't just have fat loss as a goal. They have like, they wanna improve their self-confidence. They wanna improve their habits. They wanna improve their discipline. They want to, you know, look better in the mirror. They want to have more energy. I hear have more energy a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, And cardio definitely helps with that. Now, if you do too much cardio, there's issues with that as well. Because people who do uh, way too much cardio, they're going to have a hard time sticking to their calories. Like for me personally, if I do like a bout of really intense cardio, my hunger is through the roof. And I will I will have a hard time staying in a deficit that day because it actually spikes my hunger. I'm actually super hungry after like I do some big bouts of cardio. So mm-hmm. that for me would make it hard to maintain a calorie deficit. Not only that, the interference with your strength training recovery from strength training so, if you're doing too much cardio, it can be a hindrance and it actually makes things a bit more challenging, and you're gonna not have as much energy. But if you do, if you like pull the levers in the right directions and you're using cardio as a tool to give you more energy and not beat you up, it can be a very valuable tool to improve your quality of life, improve your mental health, your cognitive function, your heart health, um, your longevity there's so many, there's so many other benefits, but it, it can be really be a beneficial tool, or it can be a tool where people are running themselves into the ground as well.
1: Yeah, and there's something called the energy compensation model that I've, um I've seen recently. And it's basically where the more cardio, or exercise that you do, you'll start to get diminishing returns in terms of, the num- the total amount of calories that you'll burn in a day not because the exercise or the cardio that you do burns less calories but because as you do more exercise your body reacts to that by reducing fidgeting and mm. what we would call neat non-exercise activ- activity thermogenesis so little small movements you know going out and taking your dog out for a walk or you know, little things that you would do day to day anyway. Little movements in your body that are subconscious get down regulated because you have done more exercise. So your body is almost Mm -hmm. trying to conserve more energy. And this is a subconscious thing. So the more energy that you put into doing cardio, you will get diminishing returns because later on in the day, you will have a reduction in energy expenditure because you'll be fidgeting less and just generally moving around and being probably a little bit more lazy without even realizing it.
0: Mm.
1: Now you will still burn more calories overall from doing more cardio, but is it worth the trade-off in time? Let's say the first 10 minutes of cardio you burn, I don't know, one calorie a minute, just an example one calorie a minute for the first 10 minutes. And then for the next 10 minutes, it's like 0. 0.75 calorie a minute. And then for the next 10 minutes, it's 0. 0.5 calorie per minute. That's kind of what it would be like, although it's not actually, it's not calculated like that, of course, but that's what I mean by you'll be getting diminishing returns. Overall, you would have still burned more than not having done it, but you will downregulate movement later on to conserve energy, and it's just, is it worth the time and effort that you're putting in? Is it worth the well, for, yeah, the time for one thing when you could be doing other stuff? You know, surely you've got like housework to do and fucking laundry to fold and that, you know, go and do that. Um, and then also, like, the you're gonna have to recover from that. The more you do, the more you're gonna have to recover from, which is recovery that's taken away from your strength training and as you're going to get older you know i i anticipate most of our listeners are probably like late 20s 30s maybe even 40s and and beyond like as we get older it's going to be harder for us to maintain muscle to gain muscle so most of your emphasis of your training should be put towards strength um resistance training really Mm. kind of that's what we us three preach um with a supplementary um conditioning when i say conditioning i mean cardio for health benefits Mm. so that's something to consider as well the energy compensation model where it's like you're getting diminishing returns for the more exercise that you do is it worth the trade-off in time when you could be doing other things and you know maybe if you're focusing on on that being um for those other benefits, then yes, maybe it is worth the trade-off. If you're focusing on improving your cardiovascular endurance, if you're improving your heart and lung health, for example, then maybe it is worth the trade-off and you can multitask while doing that, then yes, maybe so. But if it's trying to burn calories, that's not a good rabbit hole to go down.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, let's say you burn 400 calories Worth of cardio in three sessions per week. That that divided by like seven, so that that equals out to about 170 extra calories per day. Right, so that's like it's like literally a cookie. <laughs> it's an extra cookie per day, and you just spent you know to burn 400 calories on a treadmill in an hour, you got to work pretty hard. You're to work pretty hard for an hour. So that's three hours out of your week. And most people would just eat that cookie every day in about less than one minute. And you probably wouldn't even enjoy it that much. You'd probably just be like, mm, I want another one, right? Mm-hmm. Ooh, I did my cardio today. I could have two cookies. You have another cookie. Okay, boom. Now you just negated all the cardio you did for the entire week in two cookies instead of the one cookie. That's kind of dumb. It's a dumb thing to try and eat back your calories from exercise. People still ask me that all the time, and a lot of time they're looking at their Apple Watch, their calories burned on their Apple Watch, which we know are like drastically underreported and they're they're overestimated, I should say. And so people are eating back like they think they burn like 800 calories during their CrossFit workout, and it's like nah, bro. Nah. Olympic level athletes maybe burn 800 calories in an hour, bruh. You did not burn 800 calories doing 40 wall balls and, uh,
1: and some toes to bar. I did CrossFit for six years, and I can tell you right now, you did not burn 800 calories during CrossFit. Most of CrossFit is fucking standing around for 45 minutes. You do a 10-minute WOD, you'll do four sets of strength work, and the rest of it is just fucking standing around with a fucking PVC pipe. And I fucking... (laughs) (laughs) like i do i do love crossfit and i fucking like i there's elements of it that i miss and everything and i do think it's done definitely more good but like you definitely don't burn that many calories from it like you, you you probably get a little bit of muscle building from it and that kind of thing but you know like there's there's other benefits to it like cardiovascular endurance and that kind of thing but you are not burning 800 calories in a crossfit session just think about how much time you just stood there Waiting for a coach to come over and tell you how terrible your snatch was. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh For a man. fucking for a for three minute workout. I don't yeah. think so. Eight hundred calories.
0: <laughs> Andy, for what it's worth, I think you have a great snatch.
1: Thank you, mate. Yeah, no,
0: I, I looks good. Um. Okay, so we know that, like, and Austin, you can kind of chime in on your thoughts as well, but um uh, like we know that it takes roughly 3500 calories to burn a pound of fat right i i've been hearing lately that it's actually uh more than this have you guys heard this theory
2: i mm-hmm. i have not but i have heard the it. it's kind of like a another like working theory and like that that's not like the the model that we should be following yeah. In terms of, like, burning fat and equating that to calories. Because even though that might be, like, statically, like, if you, like, took a pound of fat and you burned it and you tested it and all that, it's, like, yeah, it's equal to roughly about 3,500 calories. But, like, as, like, both of you have said, like, our bodies are not, like, static systems. Like, if mm. we down-regulate our calories, if we up-regulate our calories, like, our body is, is going to adjust to that. And, like, we can't say for sure exactly how many calories it's going to take because our body... It's just so good at adapting that, like, we could be, like, conserving fat. We could be using, like, a little bit more body fat in terms of, like, like being in a an energy deficit and just simply adapting them. What do you
0: – what are your thoughts personally, like, when you're in a fat loss phase? Do you pull the lever of cardio? I believe you were the one who said, like, you got to – like, you have a video of yourself where you're looking straight up like Bruce Lee. Or it's like a picture of yourself where you're like cut the fuck up like Bruce Lee Prime Prime fucking enter the dragon and uh Oh shout out to the Bru I got him on my shirt by the way. Oh hell yeah. Uh and uh by the way, off topic, very off topic. Did you guys know that Bruce Lee did cocaine? No. He's like yeah. a cocaine addict. Really? Yeah, bro. Yeah,
1: that shit was he- big
0: back then anyways we'll get into that later but so you had a you had a photo of yourself where you were cut up like bruce lee bro and i believe you're the one who said you didn't do any cardio to get to that point
2: um i wouldn't say i didn't do any cardio but i like i think ever ever since i like kind of like quote unquote figured it out i've never utilized cardio as like that main thing like Yeah, yeah, when I first started, I thought like, oh, cardio was a secret. I like did cardio all the time. But like, as I learned more and more, like once I kind of figured out the process of like properly going through a cutting or fat loss phase, I never used like cardio as kind of like the main thing that I focused on. Like I wasn't like, oh, I got to get my cardio in today so that I'm losing fat. It's like it, it was like a habit that I built up of like, yeah, I should be doing cardio pretty frequently just to keep my body active. But I always used like diet as kind of like the main like. Um can't I can't think of a better term right now, but like kind of as like the primary weapon yeah. as to like losing fat.
0: Yeah, no, that make that makes a lot of sense. I so I think of it like this way, and obviously if you can't see this and you're listening to the podcast, that's one thing, but like here here's the calories out portion of the equation and here's the calories in portion of the equation both ways will work like if these are both together like this this is maintenance you're going to maintain your current weight if the calories out is higher than the calories in you're still going to lose fat right and if the calories in is lower than the calories out you're still going to lose fat there's an easier way to do it though and that's by bringing this up just a little bit like the calories out portion maybe adding in some extra steps adding in a couple of zone two cardio sessions per week just for general health and maintaining a step count is going to give us uh, more accurate consistent data to figure out like okay now we know you're burning roughly the same amount of calories every single day roughly and then the calories in portion if we bring that down a little bit here now you're in a sustainable calorie deficit to where you're not starving all the time. You can stick you can stick to it long-term until you reach your goal. And we don't need to keep bringing this lever up and up and up like pretty soon, you're going to reach your goal and you won't have to make as many adjustments as people think. I think people think like, because maybe bodybuilders who are getting ready for a show, they may add in like four or five extra cardio sessions. They do fasted cardio they're adding in their cardio sessions it's like they need to do really unsustainable shit to get to the levels of, the, of leanness that they need to be at and the average the average joe doesn't need to spend five hours a week on a stair climber it's just not necessary and mm-hmm. they're doing that cardio feeling like absolute death they're also wearing like a hoodie sometimes like two hoodies and sweatpants and they're like you know they're trying to sweat out as much extra water weight as they can they're doing unsustainable shit whereas like most of our clients are never going to want to get to that leanness level it's it's not fun so for the average person like just maintaining a moderate step count adding in a couple extra zone 2 cardio sessions per week If they have goals of improving their cardiovascular endurance, then I'll obviously create a little bit more systemized approach around improving their cardio. But for the most part, people just want to be healthier and feel better.
2: Yeah. Yeah. To to kind of talk about that bodybuilder thing, like that's something we can dive into, but I just want to give like a quick kind of like glance over, like a lot of bodybuilders, when they like first start on their prep and they first start on their cutting, like they're not doing like five hours of cardio. It's like, that's something that they like really get deep into their cuts. Like that, that's at a point where like, they need to be doing this because they've already kind of tapped out their, their like, 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 like resources in terms of like starting at a moderate amount of cardio and also like starting at the kind of like a modest calorie deficit. It's like at that point, like once you've lost a, sinif- a significant portion of your fat at that point, your body, like it just gets super fucking hard to lose that last ounce of fat on your body. So like you just have to keep digging and digging and that's why they get to that point where they're eating so little calories and also like doing a shit ton of cardio. So I just want to add that. And I think like to kind of go back on to the, uh, the point about like why it just makes much more sense to like go at it from like a diet perspective before like using cardio as kind of like your main tool to lose fat is that one, like Andy did mention that, like, it's just simply it's just simply more efficient to reduce your calorie intake than it is to, like, focus on, like, burning a bunch of calories and trying to create your calorie deficit that way. And also, it's just kind of facing that reality check that, like, like let's face it, like, most of us are not in a calorie deficit or a lot of us are having too many, like, or we're, we're just not creating that calorie deficit because we're eating like assholes. Like, no one is, I, I mean, I, would not, I don't want to say no one, but very few people are struggling to lose fat or struggling to create a calorie deficit because they're not moving enough. More, more often than not, people are just simply eating like assholes. You're just eating way too many calories. And so like, it's just facing that reality. Like, okay, we have to, you have to like address your nutrition at a certain point, then like trying to like create that deficit and trying to just work out as, as like much as possible. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's a, that's a great point. It's often not people's consistency. It's often not people's, activity levels, it's their consistency with their nutrition, they just are eating way more calories than they think they are. And that's like, it's funny, because what we do as coaches is like, we tell our clients that is like, you're just eating more calories than you think you are. And so it helps to have a coach because then you can like, okay, let me see how you're tracking your meals. Send me pictures of your food and let me look at your food logs. And pretty soon, you know, they figure it out. And then they're like, Oh my god, I was tracking all of my meat cooked and then i was putting it in as raw and my fitness pal and and they're making all these tracking mistakes and -hmm. then it's like oh now we see the scale dropping like every single week now it's dropping measurements are dropping like crazy okay boom we figured out that one thing that was like okay cool Mm -hmm. this is all it took this is it this is your magic (laughs) secret to fat loss is a calorie deficit yes yeah that's the fucking (laughs) secret
1: shock horror stop the press you know what i mean it's Whatever always next.
0: it's always the answer bro and so i know why people just say that you know on their content they're like calorie fucking deficit calorie deficit calorie fucking deficit jordan Syed literally became the calorie deficit guy because he just started answering his q a's with calorie deficit yeah. <laughs> he got so fucking tired of giving nuance and you know explaining shit to people he just said calorie deficit and you know it's like okay dude like he's right though he's not wrong he's not wrong so it's always the answer it's always going to be the answer it's going to be what we have to keep making content around for the next 20 30 40 50 years and there's there's no like, like no matter what, people will still not know what it is or how to how to create one.
1: Yeah, but it's to us and to me, it, it seems crazier that people don't haven't wrapped their head around it yet. But I mean, I have to think back to when I was first starting and I was doing all the things like you know on the mm-hmm. treadmill, thinking about fasted cardio. Uh, and doing all different things in order to try and lose weight you know i used to be going running in sweatsuits as well and it's just
0: yeah kind of i actually had a sweatsuit thing the old missy (laughs) elliot
1: um i have no idea what you mean but (laughs) so anyway like i do empathize with with the where people come from with that kind of thing because oftentimes it's out of frustration and for the hopes that there's something that's going to be easier for that missing piece. You know, what's the secret? Somebody that's in shape must know a better way of doing this. Uh, and reality is it's calorie deficit and, you know, saving you a lot of time of looking around from fad to fad. It's like you can eat every macro protein, carbs, and fats if you are leading a sedentary lifestyle it's going to be harder for you you're going to have less flexibility with your nutrition but chances are if you've never tracked you probably eat like an asshole, as austin would say or an asshole. um <laughs> you know should you do cardio in an effort to lose weight probably not but should you do cardio yes you probably should because it's very healthy for you your primary source of exercise should be focused around uh resistance training in our opinion um because we are about the gains you know what i mean so that's all you need man you know and it's not easy like if you're trying to lose weight just to to say it outright if you're still listening here (laughs) this is not easy like it's not easy to just be like okay calorie deficit boom there you go 20 pound lost in like 20 weeks no it's not easy it's not easy because you're going to be invited out for meals you're going to be having friends be like oh you know what do you want to try and lose weight for uh, and you're going to have days where you're like i don't want to go to the gym because like i don't feel like it or whatever and so you're, you're going to perfect have an argument. the way
0: you are
1: <laughs> yeah you're perfect the way you are it doesn't <laughs> yeah. change you don't need to change you yeah you look fine
0: a You're salad sure. you came out just to get a salad why don't you get why That's don't you no let fun why don't you let loose a little
1: yeah <laughs> why are you bringing all that packaged lunch up to the oh my goodness oh yeah <laughs> <dear. laughs> okay for those of you listening to
0: the podcast I just had to pull up a picture of missy elliott because andy didn't know who that was <laughs> <In a freaking laughs> no i bag. know who missy <laughs> elliott is <laughs> oh you didn't know that she okay so she had like a a music video where she pretty much wore this like big trash bag like trash bag suit and back then music videos were like more interesting they were more like you gotta do weird shit to like i don't know music videos were way cooler back then Mm -hmm. so is she selling it or something no 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 she she literally was it was like a fashion statement but that's why i said when you were running around the track if you were looking like missy elliott
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh dear oh dear well i can't remember where i was but it's not easy trying to lose weight no you know like people are gonna like you're gonna have argument with your partner your boss is gonna be a dick to you you know you're gonna be like you're gonna want to eat stuff you will eat stuff um and that's okay you know it's all part of the journey and uh you don't need to blast yourself with cardio to punish yourself for any of that you just need to get back on track tracking your tracking your nutrition um and cardio for health benefits Mm. and stay active you know as boring as it is the lifestyle change thing for a lot of people is is really good general advice because, you know, so many people will just lean on takeaway food out of convenience because they have, like, a busy job or maybe they have, like, kids or whatever, and they lean on con- convenience fast food stuff. And, like, I've had clients in the past and they eat, eat like, McDonald's and, like, KFC, like, most nights. And, like, this food although in moderation and and moderation, I suppose for that kind of thing is like once a week or like once a month, something between those two. Um, it's okay to have that. There's nothing bad about having that within your diet now and again, but if you're relying on that kind of food, it's going to be very difficult for you to make progress because it's very high in calories. Therefore, it's not going to make you feel full for very long. Um, So if you're trying to lose weight, being a bit more smart with your nutrition is going to be helpful. But yeah, a lot of people will be like leaning on convenience foods and just kind of sitting watching Netflix. You know, they go, they drive to work, they sit at work, then they drive home and then they sit at home. You know, and then they don't get any steps. Maybe they accumulate 3000 steps a day. They're eating McDonald's. They're eating something in the fucking staff canteen, cafe, wherever, (laughs) you know, and and it's just so difficult. And so the lifestyle changes, like be an active person now, you know, Mm. be someone that goes to the gym, gets their steps in, does a little bit of cardio and eats well. And that is a big shift. Like to say, just to say that sounds easy, but it's not. It's not it's not easy.
0: No. It's doing the hard things, especially when you don't want to.
1: Yeah. And I I still struggle with it. I'm sure we all do still struggle with it. Like if we're in a bad mood or something, it's like, oh, am I gonna eat my fucking whatever I've made? Or am I gonna just fucking gobble down a cheeky little summit summit?
0: Ah (laughs) cheeky little summit summit. summit. I just got a walking pad, by the way. So uh good good timing for this episode. Yeah, just got a walking pad. Um, it's going to get cold here in Oregon, so, you know, looking to keep getting my steps in. Obviously, I'm still going to take Mellow on walks and stuff, but I figure anything to help me get those steps up while I am, like, working or recording, you know, a podcast or what. Obviously, it's a little loud for that, but um, but expect to hear a in the background of all my podcasts coming soon.
1: I was thinking about doing that on mine because I've got one, but I don't know. Maybe I'll maybe I'll do it.
0: I feel like my microphone doesn't pick up a lot of like outside bleeding and noise, so I might be good there. But mm-hmm. if I get enough complaints about it, I'll let you know. But yeah. we'll see what people say in the Facebook group. People like to complain in there, so bless, bless their hearts. Alright, guys, I think that's going to wrap it up. Do you guys have any final thoughts or anything else you want to add?
2: Don't be lazy. Yeah, don't be lazy. Do some cardio. Don't eat like an asshole. That's the main thing. Focus on that first.
0: Yep. Don't be lazy. Don't be a a sloppy C-word. And, uh... (laughs) See you next Tuesday. We'll see you next next Tuesday.
1: Tuesday. Yeah, for a can of tuna and listen to some tunes. You fucking (laughs) Ha ha ha.